Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Left and right. We're talking Doctor Strange. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of Doctor Strange. <laughs> Justin, you've seen it. I've seen it. Um, we're very briefly going to uh, talk about Doctor Strange for a moment. So if you uh, don't want to hear a spoiler, I mean, I don't think we're going to like talk about the ending. I don't know. What I'm trying to say is if you don't want to see any sort of spoilers for the movie Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, uh, take a look at the description of the podcast for when the this intro will end. Anyway, Justin, you've seen it. What do you think? Okay, so like, first of all, like tonally, this is a very unique marvel movie from other ones i've seen yeah um and again without going into crazy spoilers there's a specific scene where a lot of people die in pretty gruesome Mm -hmm. ways Mm -hmm. um and i've never seen this happen before a father took his five-year-old child out of the theater after the second brutal death (laughs) it is uh um it's very reminiscent to me of the ending of episode one of invincible Okay, yes. Where yes, Omni-Man yep. comes and he, uh, I mean, he's king shit of fuck mountain. Yeah. And he yep. just, I mean, just wipes the floor with uh, the Guardians of the Globe. Uh, and, like, yeah, because, you know, it's a PG-13 movie. And I don't think that, like, the, the violence in that scene would, like, necessitate, necessitate it. So, like, I don't think it should have been R. Um, but it was, like... That was violent. Yeah. Wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it was It was, it was pretty that, gruesome. And and I, I would say, like, yeah. if that scene was the only, like, moment, that would be one thing. But there's several of those moments. Like, I mean, that eyeball gets ripped out woo, it, that from was that gross. big monster. I was like, hey, ooh. You yeah. literally have a corpse that is just there. Like a the corpse. The zombie? That was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, that was it, they set it up for that. But even then, you just have, like, this, like, like joke built around a dead body, you know? Like, yeah. 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 I thought it was fun. I, I, I like, just initial sniff test i liked it with like a thousand asterisks yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good movie it was an entertaining movie i wasn't bored i didn't feel like i was yep. looking at the clock i did not it was like two hours 15 minutes i did not feel like it was a two hour and 15 minute movie but like it just like as like a whole movie it was not a good well put together movie i didn't think i thought that wanda was weak I th- not like physically weak obviously she fucking mer- mercs <laughs> yeah um but no i thought that she was uh i thought her character in wandavision was really interesting yeah with like going through like oh man this sucks like i like i don't know how to deal with these feelings or whatever um and then they just turned her her like turned her into like this one note villain for the movie which i, I like the idea of her being a villain like yeah. i think yeah. that makes sense based on wandavision but like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, I mean, even I think it goes back further uh, than just to um, like how the transition between Endgame and Wandavision was odd to me. How that happened? I mean, you have this like moment when she's like, I mean, obviously like hurt in Endgame, but like she's still kind of like she's like a person still. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like the the, the emotional trauma really reaches her in mm-hmm. Wandavision, and they like they it just feels like. There needed to be more between WandaVision and Endgame, and there needed to be more between WandaVision and um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I, I felt like there just needed to be just slightly yeah. more development to make that smooth. But the three points from Endgame, WandaVision, and uh, Multiverse were like good points for her character to be at. Just it yeah, wasn't a I smooth agree. transition. But You um, said you laughed three times. Name them. Okay. Um, or two times. I don't remember what you said. Yeah, t- twice. Uh, one of them was most notably the very end of it. 
uh, did you see the post post credit stinger? With uh, Bruce Campbell, yeah, Bruce Campbell, literally like uh, like a wink at the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's um, just like it's over. Yeah, um, and then uh, the other part I laughed at. Uh, it was a quippy line um, with Doctor Strange, and I think it was it must have been Wong. I guess I, I don't know. It was just like a quippy line that I'm like, gotcha, oh, humorous, humorous, but gotcha. didn't really, it didn't really stand out to me as a funny movie. Uh, I mean, because they kind of tried to make it like kind of horror-y yeah. in the way that Sam Raimi does horror, but it also is kind of conflicted with the like quippiness of like the characters, Marvel characters. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't necessarily fit. And like Doctor Strange is a pretty funny dude, but like because because it's it's always funny to have a very serious man in like a like a crazy situation, you yeah, know, where it's yeah. like yeah. Um, I thought the eyeball on his head looked atrocious like it was like a snapchat filter you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah it did it wasn't it's like, great it's like yo you're disney how yeah. did you not make that look good <laughs> yeah um though i gotta say uh i wish the i wish Raimi watched uh or played returnal because he had an opportunity to make some a really badass music fight scene and he just whiffed oh yeah yeah it's it was okay yeah it, it was, was okay. fine it was it was like Concept good, execution lame. Like if they if they had some kind of song, like some kind of known song, maybe they that, did. They I were just, like playing together. Yeah, and like yeah, it was like, like two songs, like a mashup. Yeah. Like that would have been awesome to do. Um, but no, maybe like a you know, don't fear the reaper could have been a good little. Don't fear. I'll say this: Don't fear the reaper is such a great fight song. It is. I never like. like I didn't like, know that till twenty twenty one. That was the first year. It was because it was in in Returnal and Guardians. Yeah. Um. That's such a good like put that behind any boss boss fight, I think. It's uh I think it would be pretty good. It's in box! What's in the fucking box? going on everyone welcome back to hitbox episode number 94 uh justin what's your favorite if you had to have 94 of something what would you want <laughs> uh 94 grains of rice okay so just like a little bowl that's like a little like a mouthful of rice yeah i think probably that sounds right yeah um <laughs> it's episode rice. 94 yeah my name is peter hunt uh Spitek. You forgot your name? As, I was gonna give myself a nickname with rice, but I it didn't it wasn't coming to me. And everything I, like I was going to say was like, yeah, that's not great. Um <laughs> joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host, Justin Makovich. How are you, man? I'm doing How excellent. Doing? I remember okay, so this is a, a side note. Uh I I when I was younger, I really mm-hmm. got into chess and I wanted to play chess. Like this mm. is before Queen's Gambit and all that kind of stuff. And my parents are really good about like trying to support my whims so yeah so my mom got me this like chess for beginner book um and i gotta admit the book was really dry i was like yeah. also like 10 and sure. um it was <laughs> and the beginning of it talked about how if, if this had really nothing to do with the game of chess but they said if you had one grain of rice and you doubled it for each box on a chessboard, you'd have enough rice to feed like all of china so the yeah, okay. one and then the two and then the two, four and, and then the four, eight and, and the 16, eight and 16 and eventually yeah. just get to enough that you could you could feed everyone um so that's that stuck cool. with me but uh nothing stuck with me also about the actual um chess moves 
if I'm remembering correctly, I think you said on this program somewhere, did you not organize a chess tournament in school? I did. And you lost first round, round one. Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lost the first round. I could have played. I, I I could have seated myself against anyone I wanted to, um, and I could have like picked the easiest com- opponent. But like, how do you know? How do you like? How do you judge? How do you know, Justin? That story makes me really sad. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so sad for little Justin. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but in other, let, let, we're gonna talk about video games today. Uh, as as we frequently do on this this program, <laughs> I'd it's, say it's, it's usually a, like a background topic. A running theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Here's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, there's a state of play coming next week. By the time you're hearing it, I think it's tomorrow. It's like that Thursday. Uh, in addition, there's other interesting PlayStation news. Uh, a follow-up on the PS Plus debacle that's been sort of an ongoing story <laughs> for the past like month and a half. Um, as well as we're going to take a look at the quarry and how its development is going. And uh, there are interesting statistics about what video games people are playing in the year 2022 uh, and then we're gonna round things out at the end by talking a lot about star wars we're gonna talk about the obi-wan show we're gonna talk about uh jedi survivor and probably a few other star wars related topics in there but before we get to all of that and more i want to hear about the games you've been playing Justin, this week since we last talked so last time we talked, I, I had started playing Multiverses, and I continue to play it. Uh, uh, I believe the actual um, beta, I said it was an alpha, apparently it's a beta. Um, okay. It ended on, I think, the 27th on Friday, um, and it was, uh, I gotta say, it's a, it's gonna be a fun little fighting game. Um, the more I played it, though, there's a couple things that stood out to me about it. Um, the chaos when there's more than two people on screen is hard to follow. And I know that's yeah. usually a, a, an issue when you're playing um, like a Smash Brothers and you have a bunch of people like playing. It's just a lot of chaos. But I still feel like this one was chaos of just not good variety. So whenever I played sure. a, a four-person match, whether it was a team or free-for-all, it was just a lot going on. I think their items... And that's a problem that I say I think they're items. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, like, uh, there were, like, things that would pop up, but, like, how to pick them up and use them was very unintuitive, and it just didn't feel right to, like, do them. So, really, the the whole draw of this game, Multiverses, is that you are, they want it to be more of a team-based 2v2, like, strategy-based mm-hmm. with support and class-based character things. Um, I don't think that's going to have its staying power. I had the most fun on the one one versus one, and that's where like most you know even like competitive smash and stuff. That's where that's fi- found its audience. So, I, it it is a good game. I just don't think what they're trying to sell it as is going to be what makes the game stick. I think what's going to sure. make the game stick is just the properties um, and then the overall combat because the combat is really good once you really get a, a good feel to it. Um, so I, I'm liking it a lot. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. And it's free. It's free to play. So I also said that um, you only got Battle Pass progression by playing against humans. That's not true. They do have like the basic modes that you can play versus bots. You get significantly less points for playing against oh, got bots. It. Um, but I, I think they do a good job of making the multiplayer front and center and really easy to do. So uh, I do want to talk about a couple of leaks about characters um, yeah. that uh, are suggested for this. And I think the funny thing is that there these characters are all over the place because it's the, you know, what is it, WB? Is that what this is? Warner Brothers. Warner yep. Brothers. So any Warner Brothers character is fair game. Um, so these are ones that uh, this was, uh, I'm getting these from an article from uh, Video Games Chronicle 
um, by a writer. Um, is this is Jordan it? Miller? Jordan Miller. Um, and Jordan Miller talks about how there was the person who initially leaked that this game was coming out um, has talked about other potential characters. So characters that are pretty um, almost done, ready to go. Joker from... Um, not Persona. From, from Persona? No. no Joker from Batman. Raven from Batman. Um, is Raven a Batman character? No, from DC. I mean, like, just like a DC character, yeah. like from the Teen Titans, yeah, Raven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they, where they originate, but yeah. So the DC ones make sense, but then we get Gizmo from Gremlins. Was that a WB? I, apparently. Movie? Okay. <laughs> um, Marvin the Martian from Looney Tunes. Love LeBron it. James from the NBA. That's where from the NBA. LeBron James. Like that's, but that's not what he's from in terms of multiverses, right? He's, he's from, from Space, Space Jam. Jam. But like, right. I, I think that could be cool. Like, you get like a Space Jam looking ass character. Like, I think that would fit in this world. Yeah, but yeah, I LeBron agree. James. It's, it, but it's funny that it's like Scooby Doo, yeah, and Shaggy. And Batman and LeBron James and Taz the Tasmanian the Tasmanian Devil. I it's mean, like, wait, hold on. Superman versus set? LeBron James. People have been doing that fan fiction for a while. That's true. That's true. Um, but then you have Rick and Morty from Rick and Morty as separate characters. Scooby Doo, Daenerys from Game of Thrones, the Hound from Game of Thrones, Wicked Witch from The Wizard of Oz, and Godzilla from Godzilla. That's kind of fun. Is Godzilla going to be regular size? You think? I probably like a reptile size. Yeah, or like uh, how, didn't they say like Iron Giant's coming? And like, I assume he's just going to be like a regular size guy. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I thought Iron, like they show the Iron Giant in the marketing, but in this leak, they allegedly don't have the Iron Giant listed, which weird. I don't know why. Um, the They also had characters of Mad Max and Harry Potter that were leaked, but those have been since removed from these leaks, they said. Okay. The leaker. Uh, but other ga- other characters that are in development. Johnny Bravo, Fred Flintstone, Samurai Jack, the Powerpuff Girls playing as one fighter, the Animaniacs playing as one fighter, um, Duck Dodgers slash Daffy from Looney Tunes. I don't know. Is he like a character, like a detective? Detective. Daff- Daff- Daffy Duck? Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's like a duck. He's duck. like a character. No, no, Duck Dodgers. I know Daffy. Oh, but like, gotcha. Was, was he like his superhero alter ego? I thought that was Darkwing Duck. That You are right. Uh, duck Dodgers is a whole show. Oh. Um, Three seasons, 2003. Oh, 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 oh. It's when they go to space with like Marvin uh, the Martian and okay. um, uh, Porky Pig, but I think he also has a, another name. Yes, he. so it's a space... A space thing. Okay, cool. Um, and then they have uh, a couple more here. They have a scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Classic. <laughs> uh, ben 10 from the show Ben 10. Never heard of it. You've never heard of Ben 10? No. Is it a, like it a thing? It was like the shit when I was like in second through fourth grade probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's about a kid. It's, a, it's like a Cartoon Network anime about a kid who gets this wristband, like this watch that he cycles through and he can turn into 10 different aliens oh so he so it gives him like superpowers and stuff so i'm curious if he'll be able to cycle through the different aliens if those are all gonna have different pot like abilities or if it's just gonna be like his i don't know like left left attack is gonna be like 
one alien. Oh, damn. And then up attack is going to be like a different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, for, I mean, for me, I'm going to be buying an Apple Watch for my birthday for myself. So, I hopefully, I get those powers too. It could happen. Yeah. It could be, yeah. I could, I could I'll dream. I wonder if that's the pro version. If they have the pro version. I'll, I'll ask about uh, that. Or it could be, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, can, I can direct you to some buyer's guides if you if you need help to get some, on which uh, ones will turn you into an alien. Uh, and then the final character is one that, uh, even more head-scratching to me than LeBron James, is Ted Lasso. Now I've got a question. Before we even discuss the fact that Ted Lasso is, uh, what that means for that character. <laughs> is he a WB character? Like... Uh, I, I, don't, I guess I, I don't. I am curious about who owns what. And I, right. Like I, you know, I thought I mean, because like, it's on Apple TV. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they couldn't like also like finance it. But like, I've never seen the WB logo associated with that show. You know what I mean? Like you'd think you would have seen it or something. Yeah. So apparently um, Ted Lasso and Scrubs creator signs five year deal with Warner Brothers. So I'm assuming um yeah, Ted Lasso's produced by Warner Brothers. Oh, weird. Can we also get the Scrubs char- characters in this? Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. Kurt. Not Kurt. Kirk? Kurt. Kurt. That's... Kurd? Is that his name? Crumb. What's the... No, hold on. What was his name in Scrubs? Freaking Donald Faison's character. Uh, I mean, I've seen maybe like one episode of Scrubs. Oh, it's good, man. Kurt is the name of the character i'm sure kirk uh <laughs> turk 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 yes uh jd is the main character yeah turk um so here's a story about donald Faison. um donald Faison thinks i'm poor so what he, he yeah no so donald Faison is the actor who plays uh kurt kurt turk in scrubs <laughs> and um <laughs> He was at C2E2 in 2019, maybe? Or was that 20... Whatever. He was at C2E2. Me and my friend Kevin were going to go see him. Uh, because, like, he was he was sitting at one of those tables where, like, they've got, you know... The, the like, sad fa- table like, celebrities. where, like, the, the C-list celebrities sit. And, like, please so sign you this. Have, you've got, like, you know, lines, like, really long lines for, like, wrestlers and, like, voice actors and, like... You know, I think maybe it was like Giancarlo Esposito was there or something. You know, like like really really famous people. I'm not trying to dunk on Donald Faison, <laughs> but his there was no one in his line. So me and Kevin were like, "Yo, we're gonna go up to Donald Faison," and we're gonna be like, "Dude, you're you changed our lives. Like, <laughs> like, oh, wow. like please, you changed our lives. Like, can we get a picture? Will you sign this? Whatever." So we walk up to him, and about halfway, like you, like there's like a long like kiosk for like where the line would be for Mister Mister Faison. Uh, we're walking up, and about halfway through, uh, his agent like met us in the middle. Is like, "Are you here to see Donald?" And we're like, "Yeah, you know, we just want to tell him like how important uh, his work was to us." And they're like, "It'll be sixty dollars uh, to talk to him and like get a signing and like a picture and all that." And we were like, "Oh, we don't have money. We were just hoping that like because no one's we just here. T- we just tell <laughs> him like how much his work means to us." And um, she's like, "No, unfortunately, for like the meet and greet, like." It is yeah, it's base sixty dollars. Oh, and so, so we were like, "All right, goodbye." Well, <laughs> so we turned around and left, which means that she had to go back and she had to be like, "Hey, Donald, those guys wanted to tell you how much their work, your work meant to them, changed their lives. Didn't have sixty dollars to give you though." So not that much of a change, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, is that common at those events? Like, to like have Donald to pay Faison? to like walk up to a table? Oh yes, I mean like like to meet celebrities, yes, because uh, it's like a meet and greet experience yeah. that you're sell that they're selling 
Um, yes. So like that's that's how it is for all of these people. Um, but uh, did he? The one thing I need to know: Did he look happy sitting at that table? Well, I mean, like we saw him from like fifty feet away, uh-huh. so it's hard to see. You know what I mean? So like we got hard to see happiness. It. Yeah, uh, and also like. <laughs> I like I, like not like all jokes aside. I like Donald Faison in Scrubs. He was good in Clueless. Like he, like he's a good actor. You know, like yeah. maybe not working as much as like uh, other actors, but like I like him. But he didn't have a line. Like he was there, and there was no one there yeah. for him. Yeah, that's what and I mean. I felt like, bad. Yeah. And so we were like, we're gonna go. We're gonna make, tell, make we're his gonna day. Go make Donald Faison's day. Yeah. Uh, but now, no, uh, he just, he's like, oh, those guys are poor. I don't have $60 to talk to me. I'm Donald Faison. Damn it. I was in Scrubs and Clueless. Yeah, I wonder if he and has holes? a cameo. How much, would, how much would his cameo be? All right. Cameo.com. While you're looking this up, um, I was looking at cameos of William Hung, and you can make him, him sing Shebang for you. You know William Hung? I don't. He was on American Idol, um, and he was like one of the notoriously bad auditions. And he likes okay. saying she bangs. Um, and he actually came out with a CD, like a real. It's not a great CD, but I bought it when I was younger. Um, sure, sure. Um, okay, Donald Faison is not on cameo. It's a, um, so I mean, he probably thinks too much of himself. Then you know what? I think we should start a beef with Donald Faison. Um, no, and I the can't. only way the only way for us to end it is for him to pay us sixty dollars. <laughs> Okay, I would be satisfied with him just coming on the podcast and us like hashing it out. You know yeah, I mean? but I, mean, I would I get prefer, Kevin to I come. the money. You could do a lot with sixty dollars. That's very true. Cameo is like if you're a famous person, if you were like on The Office or something, like you you would do nothing and just rake in cash. I know it's got to be a great little way to make some money, pay the rent, get some food, afford that LA rent. You know. <laughs> yeah, or like or like all the people who are like on Survivor end up doing cameo and like that, like that's just so much easy money you know what i mean it's just like hey what's going on like hope you're having a great birthday um <laughs> this is a website i would spend a lot of money on so i'm gonna x out of it right now uh, in lieu of talking about video games um multiverses though you like it it's good ted lasso that's crazy that he's in it uh that's weird right yeah i just can't wait to have the hound versus ted lasso that's like i need to have that yeah, what are his moves? I Ted mean, Lasso, like, I'd probably like you know throwing a soccer ball at people. Um, does he? Am I am I making it up that he goes to like punt a soccer ball and he hits someone in the face? Yeah, in I'm season sure that, two is yeah. that like Danny Rojas or something Danny like that? Yeah, yeah, he could do that. Oh, well, that, uh, was that season two where Danny Rojas literally kills a dog in the first? Yes, episode? first episode. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's Ted Lasso versus the Hound Man. Like yeah, that's I answered. <laughs> Ask and yeah. answered. <laughs> um. I started Danganronpa 2, and in about 20 minutes, I was like, I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> Will you ever do it? Maybe. I liked the first one enough to want to do another, but, like, the thought of, like, doing it all, going through the whole thing again. Like, especially, like, the exposition. It's a little slow to start. Yeah. Um, it's just like, oh, no. Uh, so I, I put that to bed pretty quickly after starting. Um, I did, however, start Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. And it's the game of the year. Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, here's the frustrating thing. Like for as much like like virality as this game had, uh, in terms of it being like having like a bad script and like bad acting, uh, I wish there was more of that. Because like you played that demo, right? Yeah. 
so like basically you just go to these different like basically completely unconnected worlds and you go through about an hour of a level and then you end up at a boss fight and you fight the boss and there's a cutscene at the beginning where the like the crew is like do you think chaos will be here and then someone's like well we'll just have to press on to find out and then like that's the whole story uh until you get to the boss and then jack goes are you chaos like he doesn't even know um, and then they turn around and they're like, no, but I can maybe tell you where chaos is. And then you have a boss fight. And then he's like, we're no closer to finding chaos than when we started. And then you just go to a new place. I mean, it's like, it's not nothing. a story. No, I, but I, I was looking forward to the like bullshittery of like, it starts so great. Like you've seen how it starts. We've oh, talked yeah. about how it starts where like the crew meets and they just like instantly are like, I'm here to kill chaos. And they're like, that's what we're here to do too. And it's like, great and then cut to a black screen of text saying they went and they fought three that like they they're yeah. like a notar notable it's it's dumb it's so batshit stupid <laughs> it, but in a way that's like entertaining like it's yeah, like laugh yeah, yeah. out loud like why would you start it like this it's like you're and playing then, like, the stanley parable you know <laughs> like they're yes, like making yeah. fun of the game <laughs> and then and then you beat the first area and he meets a girl and he goes bullshit and then he pulls out his phone and starts playing uh limp biscuit or lincoln park or whatever the fuck and then stops it to have the rest of the conversation that's funny but that is like all at the beginning and then yeah. the rest is just like them walking around him going like are you it's it's a new version of are you my mother it's are you chaos <laughs> and the answer Can't wait is for that children's no. book though that'd be actually yeah. great <laughs> so like the story isn't enough to make me want to keep playing in terms of it being funny it's just like at this point i played like i don't know five hours i'm like on like a floating spaceship or something like that yeah, it goes places. Um, and that's it. So you know? from what I've read about it, that each of those levels represents a Final Fantasy game. Yes. Does, is I that don't, apparent at all? But I mean, you're probably early enough that. I don't know because I'm OK. So like I'm a Final Fantasy fan, but like I like don't have that many under my belt. So, for example, I've got seven remake, uh, which I don't even think I ever finished. Uh, but this game makes me want to go play that game because so I like it more in every single way. Um, so you've got Final Fantasy VII I played. I played Final Fantasy X. I played a little bit of Final Fantasy XII, uh, XIII, and XV. So like basically X on, I've played all of the single-player ones. Um, so I've not seen any of that yet, but I also don't like remember many... Like I, I know a lot of Final Fantasy X stuff because I played it a few times, but mm. like I don't remember... like. I don't know what like an iconic location from Final Fantasy 13 would be. Right, right. Or like 15, I guess just like Northern California, you know? Well, even like you're <laughs> looking like at the castle. first one. The first one, you're in a castle. Right. So like, it's like, yeah, okay, I, sure. From an yeah. NES game. Like, you know, what does that look yeah. like? Uh, um, so I imagine that it is the kind of game that like Final Fantasy, like lifelong Final Fantasy fans would get a lot out of being like, oh my gosh, there's that thing. But but would they because it's like so not like a final fantasy like you know it's it's like almost like an anti one like almost for like people who like make fun of how stupid final fantasy can be like they're like see it is stupid yeah i get yeah you're you're not wrong um the gameplay i don't love <laughs> i don't even think i know what i'm doing there are <laughs> like it starts off i don't know how many systems were in the demo but it starts off and it gives you 
100 things to like internalize and understand and learn about it, the complexities of its of its combat and it's just overwhelming to the point where it's like i just am skipping through all of this because it's like i don't understand like i i need time to master what you just taught me before you can add other stuff onto it so you have like different jobs which means like different classes and and so basically i'm just cycling through every single one of those until i get it to its max level i'm um, just like trying everything out but um did you experience like did you experience a lot of loot in the demo when you played it? Yeah, I got I, I I got a fair amount of loot and everything. And so I I played the demo yeah. and I played the free trial, which was apparently the beginning of the game. And once I found out that it was the beginning of the game and like that was because it felt incomplete. Like if you're just mm-hmm. thrown into the beginning of this game, doesn't it feel like you're missing something? It would feel like, oh, we missed that section where they go and like fight a bunch of stuff right so i was getting through that and i was like okay this will be fine i mean you'll probably fill in the dots once you start the game but no that was actually how the game just started so once that was the case i was like okay um but yeah there's a ton of loot that you could use like different like uh not only the weapons but also like different like costume pieces like you had basically fighting and mage costume choices that you could make so i tweeted uh from the hitbox account i saw this Uh, um it's like this is how final fantasy stranger of paradise makes me feel uh, and it's from I think you should leave. Where he's like, there's too much fucking shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of loot that you get is just it's preposterous. You are finding so much that there's it makes no sense to spend any amount of time like thinking about the loot that you're gonna wear because you've played for 30 minutes and all of it is completely outclassed by other stuff you found. Um, which means that every single time, like I used to just be like trying to figure out like, okay, well for the class I'm using, like I'm gonna want these skills and whatever. Um, but like it instantly becomes obsolete. To the point where it just feels like a looter shooter almost. Uh, and so I just end up hitting like automatically just give me the, the highest tier Yeah, items. I think it's even less than a looter shooter because you're just doing that automatic, automatic, automatic. Because it's like there's like, no th- yeah, thought there's, about it because yeah. it's just so fast. Yeah. There's um, not even like a mid-maxing ability to it because there is just constantly stuff that you're getting. I mean, maybe there's an end game where you can like get the best specific loadout and weapons and stuff. But even then, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like it changes so much. I'm t- I'm f- I think that like someone who like really understands the game and its systems is probably sitting here like yelling at me like no you fool like well you don't understand that you need to do this yeah. and it's like yeah but the game didn't do a good job teaching you that and they'll they'll be like of course they did it was in one of the 1100 text boxes at the beginning of the game and it's like there was too much shit on me I couldn't read it like I I don't rem- like when I went to play it again the the trial like one of the things that the, there's these combo systems that you have to use and learn in order to do the special attacks for your weapons yeah and it, each combo system is like different and it's like the only way for each class and the only like way ten to, different combos to do yeah right and the only way to do those special things is to learn these combos that are kind of random and like I don't I didn't remember that from the other one but I really do think this would be a game that would be great. If you just had a strong and a heavy and maybe like a couple of like specific buttons that did um, like special moves for each weapon and then you could switch between the weapons that would still give you so much like it's right on top of being a really fun game, but it's just needlessly complex a fun yes. game in terms of gameplay, but it's just needlessly complex in a way that doesn't serve the game well um, and it's there's too many systems for the game to actually support. Yeah, uh, and you know the whole idea of like. I imagine like the argument for someone who might really like this game would be like, well, you don't have to use them all. Like, like the idea is finding your play style and it's like, yeah, but then why is the growth of a weapon, a skill tree? Like it, it, it has 30 levels to it and you're getting levels like pretty quick. So like you'll play through a level and a half and then the, uh, skill tree is completely full. So there's like, you know, you can keep playing and, and keep leveling up those items and whatever, uh, or, or like getting new, better items. But it's just like 
the growth of the actual like gameplay has, has finished at that yeah, point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, like, so you have to do all the side quests in order to be properly leveled to do the um, next main quest. And that doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, I don't mind side quests if your side quests are good. But um, the side quest in Stranger Paradise is literally you just go to the level you just were at and it drops you at the ending and it just says, I don't know, go to the midpoint and then kill a thing. Like, kill like a pretty basic enemy. Oh. It's like weak. Yeah, it is. It is like, like dull in that sense. Um, there's one. Th- I'll say I like one thing. I I like the combat. I, I like parts of the combat. Yeah, yeah. It just like, you like, feel like you just don't feel like you're too mastering much it. Right. There's just too much stuff yeah, yeah, all yeah. on top of it that I don't understand. Like I like the idea of, uh, you know, and, and this isn't the first game to do this sort of thing where it's like enemies have their health and then they have a break gauge and if you can lower their like stamina or break as it's called in the game uh, to zero, you can just do an instant kill. So if you focus on using attacks that like really hit the break gauge, like that will be more worth your time than like lowering their health all the way. Um, but there are certain attacks that you can counter and you can like catch. So like if they use like, I don't know, like fire or fireaga or whatever at you, you can counter it and catch it and then you can use it back at them. And that is always for me really satisfying to pull off especially when it's like with a boss and then it's like no fuck you yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. like they you hit them with their big aoe attack like that always is really cool um but other than that i think it i feels really like a their, their like parry thing it's like the soul shield or what do they call that Yeah, that's what i'm talking about yeah yeah, yeah. like I, th- I just think that's a cool way to like even like when you're like fighting like with sword combat you can use that to like negate a l- bunch of the damage so like if you watch someone do like a speed run of any of the bosses it is really cool to see how they have used the combat system yeah. um but i just don't think the game is rewarding enough for me to put the kind of time into it to be that kind of master of the game no, and if it were funnier, I would like yeah, yeah, like like the reason I was playing this, I mean, other than just to play, because I was interested, is like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah, like I, I want this to remain to be stupid, yeah, but yeah. it's not stupid enough to sustain my interest, nor is it good enough to really sustain my interest. I don't know. I'm gonna try and beat it. I might ratchet the difficulty down just because like I'm not understanding the systems <laughs> and like I, like I'm getting wiped by this one boss pretty much every single time I start it. Yeah. Um. So we'll see about that, but yeah, I I, it, uh, I made the pledge that I'm going to play all these games by the end of the year that I put on my fantasy le- uh, team, um, and I'm gonna I I think I'm to the point where I'm just going to count the trial because I I put you know two hours into it like I, I beat the first level like I mean, that is a great slice of the game and if you didn't like it or didn't love it then like it's it's more of that yeah yeah Justin I've also got you here playing Horizon Forbidden West yeah which I I've started seen you, like when I log on I see that you're playing it yeah I've uh, got to the point where um i'm a little i don't know the, the i just don't know what i want to play right now um yeah i don't necessarily want to start something new um i i i'm really waiting for something to play on the switch and you know the more i'm sitting in this awkward period of my life i'm thinking about like ah, should i, I should have got a steam deck <laughs> i know what you mean yeah um so in what i've been just doing is i've been uh banging out the platinum for horizon forbidden west uh gonna try to do that um and uh, it's it's an odd platinum list because you really don't have to do everything yeah in some cases but But then in some other places it's like you have to do everything yeah it's like really weird um like you you theoretically don't have to do all the side quests and errands in order to platinum it 
Um, but you got to do, you got to complete, you don't have to master, but you have to complete each of the hunting grounds, which I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's like, those are yeah, pain, there's like yeah. 12 of them and there's like 36 trials total, which isn't like crazy. Like it's pretty normal, but like, I don't want to. <laughs> I thought some of those were fun though, because like they forced you to use a new weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that was always like, oh, you were hiding this? Horizon? Yeah. I thought like, yeah. Um, a, a couple things that have come out. I, I still really like the game and I feel like there's a good, there's a sense that if you go to a corner of the map, there will be something to do. Yeah, that's, and, that's true. Um, I, I gotta admit, I like this game a hundred times more than Elden Ring hmm. because it's just enough of that guided, it's the guided experience that I want, um, in a game. Uh, it's open world, but I, I understand the appeal of Elden Ring. I'm not saying, like, I totally understand why people like Elden Ring, but in terms of, like, the flavor, if we're at a Baskin and Robbins and I'm picking my ice cream, um, the Elden Ring to me is, like, butterscotch. People like it, I don't. Yeah. And, yeah. like, this is, like, the the, the the wonderful strawberry, delicious spumoni thing that I, I will get every time. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you like spumoni? And it's you're saying that that's the... Spumoni for you is the what mass appeal and butterscotch is well, for select and the, fans. I, I say spumoni like this was a thought out uh, metaphor because spumoni. I don't think any one of its flavors is the best of that flavor, but altogether you get this like unique good experience of ice cream. But if I want a good it, chocolate, I'm going for like a, a pure chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah, because spumoni is what that's chocolate, strawberry, or stro- chocolate cherry and pistachio. Yeah, I think so. Now that I think about that, that actually doesn't sound so bad. It, you've never I'm, had like, spumoni before? All of those things, I've had, I had it when I was a kid. Like okay. My grandma loved it. Yeah, you like, it was go, one of those things like where I was like, Grandma, no, what? You get a spumoni. Yeah, okay. Okay. I I rescind my spumoni. Uh, <laughs> Slander. Yeah, my, my bad. So you were saying, go yeah, on. Yeah, but it, I, I, it's a... I, I, love, I love the game. I mean, there's no other way to, for me to say it. I, I, it's fun. The combat's good. Um... I still feel like I'm missing something with the combat. <laughs> that has been my experience of talking to everyone. It where like it feels like, hey, I'm a little too high level to just be getting one shot at, right? Yeah. Or, or like, why is this fight taking 30 minutes? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, um uh there there's the uh combat arena that they have, and like they have a bunch of time challenges that you have <laughs> yes, to do. Yes. Um and like the times are like three minutes and I'm like taking 10 minutes to do these challenges. And I'm like, yeah. listen, at this point, these are level 20. I'm level 50. Uh, what's going on here? Like it just didn't work out. Um, but I put it, I, I put the, the difficulty down to story at this point. Like I was holding out for as long as I could, but then I'm just kind of like, oh, I got to get another one of these. Just stupid trying to tales. Do one of these. So yeah. I put it down to story and like, it's actually fun that way. Uh, I feel like I'm actually like doing the thing where I'm like knocking off their parts um and it's not hard i wish i got hit a little bit so there was a little challenge in it um but it's just a it's a good game i like it the story's good the um characters are interesting i'm a huge aloy fan personally um mm-hmm. but uh and it's beautiful it's just i looked at oh, it it is stunningly gorgeous there's this, there's a thing i'm in this little hole and like i was like coming out of this cave and i look at the treasure chest i got in it and there's like this like sunset light coming in behind me and i was like I bet if I turn around, this is going to look real beautiful. And I turn around, and these <laughs> rays are just, like, going through the, the entrance yeah. to the cave. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, this is nice. This is real nice. So um, I'll, I'll hopefully get the platinum. I, I would assume I have another eight hours left to get it. Yeah. Um, not a hard eight, but eight. So I'll, I'll, I'll get it soon. It's not, it's not a terrible game to play. Like, it, 
I, I, I didn't love the game, so like I didn't like have a great time necessarily doing the platinum, but I did have fun doing some of those like combat trials and stuff because it like was where the game was hidden for me. Where I was like, yeah. oh, this would have been cool to know, but yeah. Um, well, I, I look forward to hearing more about that as you continue on. Let's talk about Sony for a quick moment. What do you think? Let's do it. And by a quick moment, I mean like half the show. We got a lot of Sony news because yes. you know us. Sony pays us uh, thousands of dollars for thousands every of hundreds thousands. of cents yeah. um, to talk about things, to, to be to be mildly critical of their company. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, there's a new state of play on Thursday. So, as you're hearing this, the day after Hitbox Day, it was very kind of them to not sort of you know release on our, in our space. Yeah, we but, didn't want to take away like the state of play. We we didn't want to take away from it. So, of they, course, not. we talked to Sony. Sony's like, you know what? We'll move it to Thursday. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, right, because when they were paying us to talk about yeah, it, they yeah, were yeah. like, when, when are you guys putting this up? So anyway, um, so so it is going to be about a 30-minute presentation um, talking about some third-party partners as well as some of the uh, things to look at for the PSVR 2. Yep. So, I mean, Listen, we can already... everyone. What up? They're very clear. Third-party partners in playstation vr2 so we're not gonna like get these first party announcements it they're they're keep and if they do sony you're an idiot because you've just told everyone just that ruined, they should listen ruined to your you, credibility right yes. so keep it to those third parties and and and, and psvr fanboys we're not going to hear about god of war at this point um that's probably going to be a summer game fest stinger you heard it here first yeah that makes sense why why do it right now Right, it'd have be so these stupid. Big presentations later down the line. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are thinking this is going to be Final Fantasy. That also feels like a Summer Games Fest thing. Yeah, uh, unless and unless and Sony's like we bought it, but I don't think that like they can they can't say that because even if they do approve the acquisition, they can't they don't officially have it announce it until yeah, until whatever, it goes through. So yeah, uh, yeah, and also um, if your focus of the showcase is on the PSVR two, why would you want a I don't know. Like, I think Final Fantasy is a bigger headline than PSVR 2. While, while PSVR 2 is a big deal, it is still a niche sort of thing, whereas Final Fantasy has a lot bigger appeal. You know what I mean? Now, granted, if they start off with a third-party announcements and they give you more Final Fantasy, and then they go into PSVR 2, I mean, that, that I wouldn't see those two things conflicting. You get the the boom with Final Fantasy, and then the, the, the peter out with the PSVR. But Hey, hold on, hold on. Careful with what you're saying there. Peter out. Come on. <laughs> I was like, are you are you a PlayStation VR apologist? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, watch the way we're speaking, okay? Now I've I've actually reclaimed that phrase. Okay, got it. It's um, now so people yours. will be like, what'd you do this weekend? I'll be like, I don't know, Peter out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think like there's a way to like have a, a, a banger third party announcement and a banger PSVR announcement. Like, for example, if they do have Final Fantasy. That's huge. I think it's, that'll be great. Yeah. Then they have uh, Half-Life Alexa is going to be a launch game for PSVR 2. Yeah. If the, I mean, that's good. I mean, I can't think of another PSVR 2 announcement other than they're going to give them away for free. <laughs> that is going to be, like, worthy of headlines other yeah, than that. Yeah, I mean, like, Moss 2, maybe? Like, a Moss collection? So, I mean, like... Yeah. So to, to follow up on this, uh, so uh, per Video Games Chronicle, um, but uh, this is a, a piece by Andy Robinson. Uh, this is titled "Sony says PlayStation VR 2 will have quote over 20 launch games." 
Uh, it's not clear exactly what that means. Uh, we know that, you know, we're getting uh, Horizon called the Mountain and that we're going to hear about some of these other uh, PSVR 2 games at the state of play. But like that could be like ports of older PSVR games just to like make it a little bit more succinct. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't know, like I, that PSVR Iron Man game seemed kind of cool, but I wouldn't buy a PSVR and all of the additional hardware needed like you know what I mean? Yeah, funny. I just saw a deal. They have a deal bundle with that. The move controllers, the camera, and the PSVR for two hundred fifty dollars. You get that with Iron Man for two hundred fifty, which seems like a lot, right? Yeah, that seems like a lot, especially yeah. if this is coming. I don't know. Like, I, I'm curious if if we're gonna hear much more about the hardware here. Like, do you think this is a 2022 thing? I do. I, I think, like, you want to sell this during the holidays, right? Like, like I don't think this is something that's going to benefit being sold in January or February or March, right? Like, this is something that a holiday season, I feel like this would be a good thing for this hardware to be released then. It is a more of a niche thing, but, like, you do have... I, I think that's where you would get the people, like, buying it for their kids or buying it for whatever, Um on a on a larger scale, so I think it would make sense personally. Um, to to clarify, uh, this is not confirmed yet, but an analyst, an industry analyst, says that um they expect the PSVR two to be launching in twenty twenty three as a result of a delay. Oh well, not, so so sorry to throw that to you and then immediately. Be it's like, okay, but I, I still think like their hope would be to to release it in twenty twenty two. Um, but it also m- makes me think, like, if God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year, which it seems more and more likely that it is, it's been rated, they have merchandise coming out in September, yeah. like, I would assume it's coming out this year at this point. Um, that's, like, a lot of big things for Sony to come out in one year at the end here. And you don't want, uh, you know, those things stepping on each other. Yeah, yeah, I think... It, it, they they are maybe separate audiences, but again, it's hardcore. So the hardcore are going to buy both anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, well, and especially since I think Jim Ryan said that they have two live service games that are unannounced that are meant to be coming out later this year, which, I mean, if that's true, is like, oh, that's a big year for Sony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, in addition to God of War, and we just, you know, we had Horizon Forbidden West, and... Stray? Um, is that a Sony? Is that... I think that's Annapurna, but, oh, but it's yeah, an exclusive. But, yeah, but, but I mean, like, it, it is still a PlayStation game, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it, additionally, like rumor has it, this last of us remake or factions or whatever the hell it is, is also coming this year. And so we'll uh, see Well, if Sony has one of those games announced, the last of us remake or, uh, God of war or even PSVR two, it's a good year for uh, Sony. If you ask me, yeah, like a really I good mean, year. Like what else is coming in, in late 2022 i mean nothing from uh, xbox really yeah, starfield oh wait oh shit yeah oh. and then we all sell cash- breath of the wild yeah oh yeah oh, oh wait actually see yeah. see this is where we cash our sony check now like now that we're shit talking the others you know yep catching I mean? uh, all of these tens of tens of dollars yeah <laughs> paid off Ten, tens of rice grains tens of rice they're grains paying us in rice indeed. it's great <laughs> yeah it, food food in your belly oh. you know Exposure, not going to put food on the table, but rice? sponsored rice deals. Mm. You know, Will, Uncle Ben, Uncle Ben puts food on the table for me. Um, that's a rice brand for anyone wondering. In addition to all of this, um, we've got a Horizon TV show in the works with Netflix, which is interesting. I don't know if this was officially confirmed. Oh, it was. Uh, it was made during a 
a, a business briefing yeah, for Jimbo investors. It, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, um, I'm getting a dog and Horizon. He's like, no one wants to hear about abortion rights, but how silly are my cats? And Horizon Netflix show. And it's like, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What was that? It's a classic misdirect. <laughs> and, and they're like, wait, what, what did you say? Horizon Netflix show. And it's like, no, no, no. Before that. The cats? Before uh, that. Uh, like, I'm Jim I, nothing. I think it was just the I think it was just the Horizon Netflix show, which is coming. Um, what do you think of this? I have some thoughts. I, I have some feelings. Uh, I don't trust Sony as a company to do this. What do you mean? <laughs> like, let's let's go back to to Sony um, uh, movies, like like Sony like superhero movies, like I don't know, like Spider Man Three. You know, we'll go like- back to that movie for a second. Morbius. Morbius. Let's go to that. Let's go to or Venom. Like, Let's go to that. So, Amazing like, Spider-Man. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Right. Okay. So, a lot of a lot of these things here. When yes. when you're talking about a Sony studio doing these projects of their properties, uh, you got to be careful um, because I think this could hurt some of their brands if they're not careful and they don't deliver a quality product. Yeah. Personally. Um, so they're they right now to say that we're doing gotta like. Twisted Metal. I know you're looking forward to that. Yeah. Gran you know Turismo. Me, Anthony Mackie. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah. Who, who else is in the, the Twisted Metal? There's someone else. There's someone else, someone famous. Uh, let's see. Someone famous we put in quotes. Like, who knows? Neve Campbell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Neve from... Stephanie Beatriz, who I think was Rosa in... Um, oh, so, that's... Uh, that's- Neve or Neve Campbell, I don't know how to how to say their name. Uh, if, they're from like Scream and stuff. What about Donald Faison? Is he in it, dude? If he was, I, hold on. I mean, that would be. What are you working on, Donald Faison? Yeah, what, what are you doing? What, what, Alice's Wonderland Bakery. He is uh, in the Powerpuff TV series. Yeah, I see that. Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. Mm. okay. He was in Clone Wars. What did he for play? For a single episode. No. Tactical Droid. Well. Yeah. Uh, and Okay, anyway. Unimportant. Unless. I. It looks like right now they only have Bubbles and Buttercup. So that who's the last one? Blossom? Oh, that's what it is, yeah. Blossom's not even there. Oh, wait, so Donald Faison's going to be the professor? Oh, in the Powerpuff? Yeah. Oh, Professor Utonium here. That's oh, wow. kind of fun. Okay, so... Is that the CW one that, like... Is that the live-action one? Or is yeah. This a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it looks like it was going to be um, Chloe Bennett um, from... Uh, what is that Marvel series? Agents of Shield. Yeah, Agents of Shield. Um, that was going to be Blossom, but I think she's out. So Nito. Anyway, <laughs> so he's not in uh, Twisted Metal, but not we got Anthony Mackie, Stephanie Beatriz. Oh, uh, Thomas Hayden Church. He was oh Sandman. Sandman. See, yeah. see, there you go, Sony bringing back the best. Bringing back good old Thomas Hayden Church. Also, George of the Jungle, and that's a great film. Wings. George of the Jungle, have you seen it? I have. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, the P- oh, he's in the Peanut Butter Falcon. Uh, I haven't seen that, but I heard That's it's good. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they've got that going on. What else do they have? So we've got. Sorry to recap. Twisted Metal. <laughs> Uh, they, Gran Turismo? Yeah, a Gran, Gran Turismo movie that I believe Neil Blomkamp from District 9 fame um, uh, is Elysium fame, Chappie fame. I liked District 9. Mm-hmm. But a Gran Turismo movie, I mean. I mean, I guess I just don't know enough about, isn't it just cars? Is it just going to be like a Ford uh, versus Ferrari? Yeah, f- probably. Ford it's probably just going to be a really like, geeky thing. thing. It's going to be like really just a, a series that goes into and like, all right, let's look what's under the hood. And that's all it's going to be. It's yeah, a good impersonation fine. of a of a accent of, of someone who likes person. cars. Yeah, I liked it. Cool, thank you. I liked it. I've Justin. been working on that character. Yeah. What um, else we got? Um, Last of Us, HBO, obviously. Last of Us, HBO. Um, God of War on Amazon. It's Amazon, Yeah. We don't know where Twisted Metal is going to be, right? We do. Peacock. Okay. Well, there you go. I knew it, man. <laughs> I memorized it. <laughs> Memorizing every detail. Uh, at least I think <laughs> that sounds right to me. It just came out. Oh, Ghost of Tsushima movie. Oh, yeah, by yeah, yeah. John Wick people. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, Can we stop uh, for a second? Uh, that would be freaking awesome. Yeah, of course. Uh, Uncharted is going to continue as well. Um, had a post credit scene where it was like to be continued. Yeah. Uh, and then also this Horizon show. So okay, here's my question about all this. Why? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's pretty clear. I think Sony's biggest moneymaker is, are the video game is their video game branch. Um, and I guess Spider Man technically because basically all they have to do is like just sit there and Spider Man makes money for them. Yes. But um, I think it's just a way to like kind of like play off of uh, what's hot in Sony and try to like expand into multiple things. I mean, they do have a movie studio. They do have you know like a lot of like background with this kind of stuff. So just trying to 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 capitalize on it. And I think Uncharted was a good way to be like, look, our games do translate to sales, even if it's an average game, even if it's not uh, average movie. Sorry. Um, entertaining but like not like Oscar i'm not winning. like yeah i'm not gonna like say it's one of my favorite movies of all time right like, right. <laughs> like it didn't change my life so they're probably like we this is an opportunity to start expanding and making this stuff and maybe some of these don't end up panning out maybe some of them do end up panning out but um it'll be interesting if if they start to come out and they're bad you know what i mean like what are they gonna do then like i i think that will hurt the games more than it will help them but um, I'm curious what this says about Sony's like view of video games as a medium, uh, because like I don't know. I think a lot of these yes could work if they were told as movies, but I think you would lose something in translation. Yeah. Uh, I, like I think that The Last of Us One would make a pretty good movie or TV show. I do not feel the same way about The Last of Us Two. By the way, th- Last of yeah. Us Two, you can buy for ten dollars right now. Fucking buy it. Do, do yourself a favor. It's a good. It's a good ass game. Ten dollars, but yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I mean, like, like same thing with like a lot of these things, right? Like, y- yes, they can make good movies, but something will be lost because you are losing that aspect of uh, control. And you know, a lot of people love to say like, "Oh, well, these Sony games are basically these first party games are basically just movies anyway." And, like, yeah, like I know what you mean in terms of like scope and c- like cinematography and whatever, but like. I still do think there is something inherent about the video game qualities that they have. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, my my counter to that is I think the reason why video game movies have a harder time working uh, is just because you 
you experience a video game in a much slower way with a story and a good story than you do in a movie, which is mm-hmm. why I think the series, the serial aspect of it, is a way to bridge that gap and make a video game movie work. Like yeah. even like thinking of The Last of Us, that's such a cinematic game that the story is happening through gameplay. Like, you know, it's not like you just have all these, like, you know, like, gun shootouts that are not... Meaningless yeah, to, the, to the narrative, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, like, specific, there's there's points to everything. Every combat encounter feels cinematic with that. Um, but then you have Uncharted, which just becomes, like, monster closet, monster closet, yeah. transition story. Monster closet, monster closet, transition story. So, like... I, I think there is a way for these video game movies to work and still be like have that same feeling of progression that you get in video games and that slow burn of like developing characters and learning them and stuff in the movie ver in that movie in the TV version of them. So I'm super excited about the HBO series. That cannot if that is bad, I'm gonna be shocked. I mean, like they have so much going. Like that story has so much going for it, and like. I think of all of the networks to handle it, HBO is the one right. that I think could do it justice. But right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see about all of this. This sort of stuff to me is always like one of those things where it's like, I'll believe it when I see it. You yeah. know, like, like these are, there are, it is very ambitious to say, well, we're doing movies for all of them, every single one of our IPs. Um, but then, like, you know, I, they, they were saying that for Uncharted for many, many, many years. I mean, Last of Us aside, which of these are you excited about, if any of them, the most? Ghost of Tsushima, and that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, like, Horizon is going to have the same issues for what I didn't like about Horizon is I don't think... I think the story could be interesting, but I don't think it's told in an interesting way, and I don't think... I don't really... Like, unless Aloy gets a bunch of rewrites in, in terms of her character, which she could, I, I just don't think I would really enjoy that. I'm sure God of War will be good. I haven't played it, so I have to, like, do that. I'm sure I'll be excited for that once that happens. Um just go down the list. I do, do not care. Literally one. I've never in my life ever given any interest in twisted metal. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, or I, Gran Turismo. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with the ghost. Shima is the one that I think is going to work. Like I see that working right e- easily. The horizon, unless you have like a high budget behind the that. budget for that. Yeah. Because of those, things are going to be so expensive right like netflix isn't going to go out and invest like 200 million in a series for this no no like until it gets popular then maybe they might put more money into it but like that could be really easy uh, a really easy show to be cheap and not good i mean you um, look at the witcher i don't know if you've watched the witcher yeah uh, i mean the the practical stuff looks great until they look at any of the monsters because the yeah. monsters that are practical look like dog shit because it looks it just clear they didn't have the time or the budget and then anytime it's cgi monsters those also look horrible because it's like they just don't have the budget to make this yeah. look good yeah um god of war i don't really know what that story is going to be like do you do you, the reboot do you do the og like i would assume it's going to be the 2018 version because other than that you're just going to have a yelling whoever is kratos in there um, because there are some good character moments in the 2018 one, like very like it like narratively, it's a good story, but that's not a show I yeah. want to watch. Well, also, isn't it like not that you need to have played the original, however many God of War games to enjoy the 2018 version, but don't those give a lot of context to the story in terms of like his character about how he used to be this screaming angry man and now he's this burly dad? Uh, I don't. 
I honestly don't think you need it. There's only one moment in the in the game that I think really pays off for that history, and it's like okay. one of the most epic moments like in video games. Um, that I think it's still a cool moment when you're playing the game if you don't have the context, but for the most part, the game stands itself. It's someone who has a hard pass. He's trying to leave his past behind him, trying to protect his kid, and then kind of his past catches up with him, and he has yeah, to okay. fight through it. So, like... I don't know if you need that background, really. Gotcha. Okay. But again, I don't. I don't see that as being a very because basically more so than other ones, it's you, it's your son, and it's another kind of side character ish that is. It's only the three of them, and there's a couple other yeah. characters that come into play, but like, not. It's it's a lot of just downtime with those characters and fighting yeah. enemies. But I mean, I I will watch it. I just don't trust. Amazon shows. <laughs> if we're talking I'm about Netflix tr- having some production quality issues, I'm trying to think about an Amazon show that I've ever even watched. Uh, the Boys. Uh, oh, okay, Invincible. I've not watched The Boys, but Invincible. Oh, you gotta yeah. watch The Boys. Like, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, it's really good. I'm I, sure it's good. It's good. It's good. I'm sure. Um, speaking of all of this, unrelated to Sony, there is an Alan Wake TV show that's going to be made by AMC. Um, which in addition is similar to like HBO with the last of us. I would see AMC doing a good job with an Alan Wake show. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think Alan Wake is, is prime for television. Um, and we were just talking before, uh, recording, like the, the game is set up to be. Yeah. I mean, it's told like, like a five episode thing. Uh, and, and I think that this show could be really, really great if they, uh, take a step back from the action of those of the the series and just focus a little bit more on the horror and like Stephen King-esque stuff Um, because I don't think you need it to be action all the time because I think that the story of Alan Wake is actually more interesting when you just focus on Alan and sort of stop having to be like oh and he also shoots flare guns at a bunch of like groups of of minors and whatever I, I personally feel like that first Alan Wake game would be so much better if you didn't have guns if it was just running away Running away or like even like using like flares and um yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. Like using light as a weapon to like build defenses rather than using a gun to like just straight up shoot things still like you're totally right. Cause it cause it's all about like there's power in the light, but yeah. you also will need a revolver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> need a gun, <laughs> like you'll need a pump action <laughs> shotgun. Like yeah. Um yeah, I I uh I agree with you. Uh, I think this could be, depending on what the timeline is for Alan Wake 2, I don't, did they say 2023 on that? I think so. Uh, well, if they didn't, like, at, at the very least 2023, right? Yeah. Um, so depending on how long it takes to get this show up and, and going, like, it could be a nice little recap for people um, r- before that show comes out, assuming that it sticks to the story of the mm-hmm. series. Um, I will watch this as a dedicated Alan Wake fan. And Starring I mean, Jake you get Jake, Jake John Hall. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like it's so easy. Um, I would also accept. I would also accept. While they don't like look exactly the same, I think he could capture uh, the character really well. Adam Driver. Mm. I'll take. Like I, mean, like I said, you like put, a, you, you put a, a set of uh, spectacles on Adam Driver, and like he looks like he could be a professor um, or a serial yeah. killer or a whatever, whatever. Anyway. You know? Any yeah. anything, that's all he needs. Yeah, can you Speaking imagine if Kylo horror, Loren had spectacles? All you got to do, man, watch that SNL skit. 
Oh you know yeah, I'm talking I, about? I love that yeah. skit. That's such a the good undercover one. boss thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a fun. Uh, you see that uh, cosplay pretty frequently when you yeah. go to like conventions and stuff. That's pretty fun. Pretty fun. Speaking of horror, Justin, The Quarry, which is the upcoming like follow up to Until Dawn by Supermassive, that isn't the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, which I have had like mixed experiences with. It has been announced that the multiplayer mode for the game has been delayed. It's coming a month later. So basically the game is coming out June 10th and then the multiplayer stuff is going to be coming out July 8th. Um, I personally don't think that is the end of the world. Um, because I would, was probably not planning on playing this multiplayer. I tried, uh, uh, what's the most recent one? The most recent Dark Pictures. Dark Pictures, most recent. Ashen, House of Ashes. Ashen. I did that one multiplayer uh, with someone, and it was fine. (laughs) Like, it it was fine. But I I think that um, these games do best when you're, like, in a a room with people, like, playing all together, like, making choices together. Um, Uh, I, so, a lot of things come to my head when when this happens. Um, Like, is the game going to be, like, a game that, like the dark picture, at least the first one, I know for sure how you have two different things happening at the same time with different characters, because the multiplayer basically is like up to seven people can play. Each one gets their own camp counselor that they get to to play with and control. Like yeah. that's the conceit of it. So if that's the know. case, are people going to be doing things multiple at the same time, or are you just going to be watching the other person do it? I mean, I, I think you're right. Ultimately, this isn't a big deal, but I think the a game like this the streaming aspect of it is a, is important and a kind of like a way In to get people life, talking yeah. about it. So I, I'm almost of, a, of opinion here. If it's only going to be a month, why not delay it? Why, why not delay the whole thing? Yeah. But um, whatever. It's coming out my birthday. So happy birthday to me. <laughs> Are you going to play this? Uh, yes, I will be playing this. Um, my fiance and I will be playing it. Uh, we'll be manually switching off characters like we, know, we did with... Um, until dawn but i'm I'm looking forward to this game i think it'll be fun well that that's a feature one one of the one of the it's like theater mode or something like that i don't know if this counts as what's being delayed it doesn't specifically say yeah but like what you can do is is uh you assign characters and so it'll let you know when you need to switch the controller over which is kind of fun i mean which is what you're already doing it's just yeah yeah but but it's like formalized because people get it they get it um yes but this even, is the perfect game if you have someone in your life who is not does not play video games but is like interested in them. This is the perfect type of game to like have them sit down and say, "All right, we're gonna play a game together." Yeah, it's like it's yeah. like a an evening like interactive movie kind of game rather than it just yeah. being like a game game. Um, well, watch me like eat my words as you have to like shine light at people and shoot them with guns. But like, <laughs> I I mean, based on the, their previous work, I, I would think that that is um, probably not. I would case so. but uh, i'm i'm actually really really looking forward to this i am too uh let's briefly talk about the 10 types of game the ten, the top 10 games that people are playing in the year 2021 q1 2020 excuse me 2022 q1 of 2022 um an analyst matt piscatella who we've um cited in the past broke down what games people are playing in 2022. So this is by the NPD Group's uh, Player Pulse. So the top 10 games are, I'm just going to read it down the list, Minecraft, 
Grand Theft Auto 5, The Sims 4, Fortnite, Among Us, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Call of Duty Warzone, Madden NFL 2022, Call of Duty Vanguard, NBA, uh, NBA 2K 2022. Or, excuse me, 2K22. Um... None of those games are from 2022, the year, no. this year. No, that's funny. I think Elden Ring came out on 20th on the list. Yeah, but I saw a lot of people talking about this now that it has dipped in terms of like player count because uh, everyone played it <laughs> because it was successful and it sold, what, 6 million copies or whatever, and yeah. everyone played it, and then they're just done. Yep. And that's just how video games work. It's that's how single that's player video thing. games work. Yeah. Because it's been like four months since that game came out. Um, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's years kind of flying by. What is happening? I know. Uh, what do you think of this? To me, this makes sense. What games came out this year? You know, like the, it had 2022 had a very strong start and then everything got delayed out. So now we're just like in this drought waiting for the quarry, waiting for Xenoblade, waiting for Splatoon, you know, like not much to wait for. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Um, I, I think this list shows you that these are the games that companies want that are they're looking for these are the types of games games that people are going to keep coming back and playing even if they came out in 2009 sub microsoft and minecraft yeah um and i think that is really interesting i look at this list and you just look at we said sony's coming out with new live service games too new this year like that is the dream they want to have those games that are just like the endless money pits that can keep coming up with more and more money um there's one game on here that's shocking to me that it's still on here can you guess what that game is Call of Duty Vanguard? Uh, no, I, I would say the one, to me, Animal Crossing being on this list, that, that people are, it's still quarter one, one of the most played games. And I think that just shows you uh, the power of the Switch to begin with. I mean, I think it's just like, it's one of those games where like, if you get a Switch, you need to get Animal Crossing, you need to get Mario Kart, you need to get Zelda. Yeah, plus, you know? an, plus any task in Animal Crossing takes about a year to finish. So like, Yeah, so those people are finally <laughs> finishing, yeah, getting getting their island paved or whatever. Um, and Vanguard's on there because uh, I think what Call of Duty has done brilliantly is having Warzone and Vanguard connected to each other so that you mm -hmm. get benefits by playing Vanguard in Warzone. So even though it's free to play, you get unlocks and things like that and yeah, vice versa. True. So I think that is a way to, uh, uh, of course, you know, g give it to Activision to find a way to be able to, to have two of the top most played games basically being the same franchise uh, every year. And this yeah. will continue to be the case. Because um, people are broken, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, Sony uh, had been talking about in this investor report that we've been referencing uh, with Jim Ryan talking about how they're planning on uh, having half of their investments in new IPs and half in old IPs. So they're they're going to be like diversifying and coming up with more and more new stuff. They're not just going to like keep remaking the same games over and over again. And I'm good for that. Yeah, I think that I think that's great. Like, yeah. I think part of that is them looking towards how can we get more involved with these live service games like your destinies and stuff. Interesting to me that Destiny's not on here, I guess. Um Uh I mean it's gotta be in the top Yeah, I would hope top five or but, so, right? Yeah, like but um is that maybe quarter one was before the expansion came out. I forget when that came out. Uh yeah, I mean, that sounds that sounds right to me. That was like March maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, The Sims Four. People are still playing that. Literally though, I say that, and my fiance was just playing it this morning. <laughs> I mean, Elena loves The Sims. Yeah, uh, and it just got a, a, a new content update where they are um, 
allowing you to manually set like pronouns and stuff for yeah. your sims. Yeah, I and, did see that, which, which is pretty is cool. Pretty cool. I mean, they've always been sweet. like good about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, but there were. I mean, they, they have been. There was this like community of people. Uh, I mean, the LGBTQ plus <laughs> community, uh, but not like there was a specific community of people um, who have been like uh, petitioning for that like specific purposeful addition to be to be put in for a while. Uh, so it's cool that they finally have. And what wasn't like, it you who were talking about how like the community they ca- came up with their own mods that EA eventually then put into their yeah. games, which yes. regardless if they didn't think about it first, they're being responsive to that and listening to the community, which I think is cool. Well, Sims Four came out twenty fourteen and got a major update in the year twenty twenty two. Like that's like that's cool stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Video games, old games are old. Apparently, old games have make money. Apparently, yeah. There you go. Let's talk about um, uh, not Survivor. Although, if you want to talk Survivor, I haven't watched the season finale yet. I know who wins, but oh, is it the internet? I mean, of course. The internet. I I don't watch the Olympics anymore, thanks to the internet. Because you just find out who wins. Yeah, I just who needs to. Like, I'm gonna wait until prime time to see who wins a gold medal. (laughs) I guess it's fun. I don't know to Um, wait. To be off social no, media because no, they do nothing about hiding these. I remember it used to be before like Twitter was a thing. It would just be like, all right, we're about to show the winner. So if you don't want to see, look away. Now it's just like wherever you go, they're like, oh, we got these gold medals. We'll see it tonight on the station. See how it went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, no, but Survivor uh, this past season, phenomenal. I thought season 41, let's be honest, on the weaker side, 42, they're coming at you hard. Top They're tier. Top at, tier. Yes. It's, top, it's, I like S like, tier yes. season. You should you should do that. You should you should uh, do a tier ranking of all the Survivor seasons. Right now, okay. Um, um, nah, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I would say that it's probably. I mean, it, it, uh, you don't care. No one cares. It's a good show. <laughs> uh, season forty two, in my opinion, is up there. I don't know if it's S. Definitely. A, at, at the very least. Um, but we're going to talk about Star Wars. And the reason I bring up Survivor is because Star Wars Jedi Survivor, don't know how I feel about the title, but we'll get in there into it, uh, is coming in 2023. It is the sequel to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And uh, we have a trailer for it. I've seen the trailer. You've seen the trailer. If you've not... Watch the trailer. Go ahead. Pause this episode. Watch the trailer. It's a minute and 23 seconds. We'll wait. Uh, we'll have a minute yeah, and 29 ahead. seconds of silence. Here we go. Starting right right now. I can't do this anymore. It's too funny. <laughs> I was thinking, like, that's kind of funny, if, but no. No. Um, <laughs> the, the, the joke has been made. You yeah, get the joke. We've done it. We've done it. it. We, we made it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think, man? I think this looks kind of cool. I mean, there's no gameplay in this. This is just a pre-rendered, like, setting up the story for Cal Kestis. Um, how, did, how did this, how did, the, how did you take this? I'm, I think it's interesting. I mean, they are clearly... Um, connecting this uh to a lot of the other star wars properties that are out there not video game properties um i mean you have the grand inquisitor uh, in there as uh looks like to be a major character in this did you was it isn't that the guy at the table no no no, no. um i don't think so. well, maybe is it i mean he yes, looks different right. in every version of of because this guy looks it. like the the guys from utapau excuse me where utapau is where obi-wan goes um 
to kill General Grievous. Is, are they, is that the same species as the guy who's the Grand Inquisitor? Uh, you see, now now I, I I I like Star Wars, but I am not like. He goes like that. They are watching us. He's got fucked up grill. Uh, you know what I'm talking I'm, about I'm sorry, uh, Grand Inquisitor, Star Wars, sir, Jedi Survivor. God, this is a mouthful. All right, Gr- Star Wars, Grand Inquisitor, Jedi Survivor. Yeah, so there's questions of like, is that the Grand Inquisitor? Ah, it uh, could be. No, it no? could be. Yes. Well, hold on, let's see. Timeline, it would make sense. Um, for it to to happen. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at images of him for what is it, is this Rebels or is this Clone Wars? Uh, this Rebels, guy was in. Rebels. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah. So so. I think this is cool. Like, I'm excited to see where this story goes next. Uh, there's not much for me to say other than like I am looking forward to more of these games. Um, who do you think is in this in this little pod thing? I don't know. I am going to to make uh, a uh, a connection here. This is my crazy fan. One of my one of my many crazy fan theories. Um, but a lot of what happened in Bad Batch, and I believe there's parts of this in Mandalorian season two um, that are hinting at. Maybe I'm com- confusing Bad Batch and Mandalorian season two because of Mandalorians, whatever. Okay. Um, but they they uh, seem to set up the Snoke cloning thing that came up. Um, oh, do in they? Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, the, like the Snoke clones, and they have a bunch of like I, I believe it is in Mandalorian and Bad Batch. So they're setting that up with a similar character between in the two episodes and the two series, um, one animated, one live. So what I'm thinking, um, this might be. Our good friend, clone, Darth Plagueis, not Plagueis. Is that the, is that Sidious's master? I think so. Maybe. I um, think. And, and I mean, this is a deep cut or whatever. But they are they are setting up this idea of cloning Sith lords, um, that they did canon wise in uh, Rise of Skywalker. So I would say that that's probably some kind of Sith lord in that tube at the bottom there. I'm looking at him right now. I've paused the at uh, one o two in the video here, and it just looks like Cloud from Final Fantasy. <laughs> so here we go. This is where <laughs> so uh, things get crazy. Yes. Disney is buying Square, and they oh, are shit. just doing the... it solely to have a Buster Sword versus a lightsaber battle. Which, well, let me tell you, I mean that'll happen in Kingdom Hearts Four, right? You would assume. I, I mean, like, yeah. Uh, to me, like, just looking at his face, sort of, it sort of looks a little bit like Cal. So there might be a clone of him, but I also, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there could be yeah. a lot. Like, maybe Cal is a Sith Lord, um, and they, like, cloned him and, like, created him to, like, infiltrate the Jedi Order. Like, if they get that crazy with it, I think it'll be dumb. <laughs> but I hope they not. And one of the things I really like about Fallen Order, and one of the things I really like about a lot of this, like, uh, all, like extra Star Wars content is they're taking things like Order 66 and making it such a cool moment. Like, no matter where you are in the galaxy, viewing Order 66 is awesome. Um, like, and just seeing, like, how characters survive or don't survive that initial thing. So yes. I'm wondering what the known moment or the known connection between Jedi Survivor and Star Wars greater canon is going to be. Um, because I feel like, you know, they can't just keep playing off of the Order 66. They're going to be trying to connect it to something else. And what are they going to choose? Are they going to choose Snoke? Because I would say that's arguably the wrong choice. 
I, yeah, you know, you brought up like Rise of Skywalker and all that sort of stuff. And like, if I am working on any Star Wars project, my whole thing would be like, we do not want to even touch any of that. Like, just because it was it was fumbled so poorly, and the and the fans are so divided about it. And that's true. But remember what they did with um the Clone Wars TV series. They added context to something that didn't make any freaking sense in the yeah, actual. Yeah, that's true. That's prequel. true. So maybe they'll build it out to where it makes a little bit more sense. And this whole Snoke cloning thing is going to be some of this greater lore. I doubt it. But like, there is that possibility. And the fact that they're setting that up in multiple of their current series lets lets me think that it's going to be something pretty big. Now, I got another yeah, go conspiracy ahead. theory for you. Go right ahead, man. Here we go. Cal Kestis is going to be an Obi-Wan. I was talking to my brother about this. I don't I don't dislike the idea. Because I mean, you just like whatever is the the actor's name is, I mean, it's just like it's his face, it's his body. Like he yeah, just yeah. Be, he just be in the show. Like it's not a problem. Just put him, you know, give him a haircut, put him in the whatever. Yep. Um, but my question is, would they do that because Calcastus is a video game character? So and and like, I, I I understand like okay, you had Ahsoka. Now she's in like the live action stuff, uh, and she you know she was like like a cartoon character. And now she's like a, re, you know, like a live action character that was never mentioned in the movies or whatever. Um, but with those shows, like if someone was interested, they could go watch that. Whereas like, if I'm watching the Obi-Wan show with my mother and Cal Kessis shows up, I will have to be like, okay, pause. So this guy is from a video game that you will never play. Uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, there, to me, I, I, I worry that the jump from video game to TV show or movie is too great for um, some people to be able to enjoy. I, I would say that would make sense 10 years ago, but with what Marvel does nowadays, like to watch Doctor Strange with any kind of competency, think of the things that you've had to watch to make that make sense to you. And it's not yeah. just watching the movies. You have to watch all the series. You have to like, like you have to be so up to date on everything. Even nowadays, like to, to even get the impact of a uh, spoiler alert, a certain wheelchaired character showing up in um, multiverse of madness. Like you have to like know that. Yeah. You know, just to have that little bit of context to make that that much cooler. Um, and I think uh, that the video game, while it's something that's inaccessible, I really think that Disney is making an effort to not make these series reliant on the extended canon on purpose, and they'll make it a way that makes it make sense. Because uh, let's can we transition to Obi Wan for a little bit? Let's transition to Obi Wan. If you've not it. watched Obi Wan, we're gonna I spoil did. stuff. Uh, the, the, just the first two episodes. That's all that's out right now. Um, if you are not interested in any sort of spoilers, thanks so much for listening. Uh, I mean, it's going to be spoilers pretty much throughout the rest of the episode. So we will catch you next week. Go ahead and watch the show. I mean, just general, like, I liked it. Obi-Wan is so good. There you go. There I you have it. it. So, okay. Uh, if, you, if you're if you uninterested in spoilers, we'll catch you next week. Justin, tell me about Obi-Wan. Okay, so it starts off giving you this cut, like super cut, a really awesome super cut. Oh, it's great, great from summary. From the prequels, mostly from episode three, kind of like the buildup of Anakin and Obi-Wan and that relationship in a way that made those movies look really good. 
they didn't mention any of the Clone Wars. And I would say arguably what makes this show hit with me more than uh, Obi-Wan hit with me more than a lot is the fact that me having watched Clone Wars and all of that stuff has really like developed these characters. I don't mm-hmm. like Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. I like Anakin it, it, Skywalker. He's underwritten. Right. I like Anakin Skywalker now because of the Clone Wars. Yeah. I buy the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin. All that like context of their relationship and growing up and being like good friends and brothers. Um, that makes that so much more impactful to me. But you can still have the person who hasn't watched those cartoons. They're not rel- they're not making you watch those cartoons in order to enjoy the show. Right. So if they bring up someone like Cal Kestis, they're not going to make it like, oh, remember that one reference we're going to make from the video game? They're not going to be like that. There's going to be like, there's this Jedi who's in this group of ragtag people who are starting this rebellion, um, which would also tie really well into Rebels, um, that uh, that this group is trying to bring the Jedi back and collect mm-hmm. the Jedi and save the Jedi. And I think they can do that pretty easily by just having a, a, a character that people know. Um, come in and be that that kind of like figure to like lead the resurgence of the Jedi, and they don't need much context to do that. Um, and I think it could be a really cool way to connect it. And even more kind of like conspiracy fan theory here. Um, you and McGregor was on Jimmy Kimmel, but he had COVID, so it was John Mulaney who was hosting. No, it, it was it was Mike Birbiglia. Oh, sorry, they confused me. I, I'm my sorry. man, Mike Birbiglia. They shouldn't confuse me. Top tier me, comedian, but they do. They're similar. They're si- they're similar. They're white guys. Yeah, you you know them. Yeah. They're white dudes. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but he, you and McGregor in that talked about the challenges of having all these things in the shared universe and like referencing how you have to connect things. And he literally said connecting the video game to the movies. He mentioned mm. connecting the video game, and I think that's an odd. I mean, maybe I'm taking this too much out of context or whatever, but the fact that he mentioned that connecting all of these things together makes me feel like this is bound to happen at some point. Maybe not in Obi-Wan, but like it fits for Obi-Wan yeah. for me. And I was assuming, and it makes sense why they released the the um, trailer for um, Jedi Survivor when they did because it's Star Wars fan celebrations going on. Yes, I thought it was going to be one of those things when in like the last episode of the season of the season of Obi-Wan or the series, you'd get Cal Kestis popping up. Then they dropped the Jedi survivor trailer and that would have been hype. Yeah. Like, 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 that's, like what, a, that's what I yeah. thought was happening. So I definitely feel like they're, they're building up to really connecting a lot of this like middle area between, um, uh, 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 uh I, why can't I, the Revenge of the Sith is that yeah yeah and um episode uh New Hope yeah like they're gonna connect all that stuff and timeline wise you have um I believe it goes correct me if I'm wrong listeners you have Order sixty six happen then you have um the uh Jedi Fallen Order then you have Obi Wan then you mm-hmm. have um rebels in that order uh i don't know about rebels but yes otherwise yes because i think rebels happens like uh, and rebels definitively happens after the obi-wan because there's a really cool obi-wan moment in it spoiler alert for star wars rebels but uh, oh oh i know what you're talking about yeah, yes pretty, pretty cool little obi-wan cameo moment um but um I think they're going to try to connect those stories. And I think Obi-Wan is kind of like a through line to all of those things about making sure that they're saving. Cause I think that's such a good 
way to start talking about the rebellion, about like how to save the Jedi, how to bring the Jedi back. And that's something mm-hmm. that we really don't get much of in episode four. But like, I feel like they can really develop that in an interesting way, really develop these Inquisitors more in the mainstream canon that more people are familiar with the live action stuff. Um, so I'm really excited to see this because this is like some of my favorite Star Wars timeline stuff um, that's happening right now. I think it is the most interesting canon of Star Wars. To, to me, the most interesting thing about Star Wars is the fall of the Jedi and Order 66 stuff. Right. And, right. and how everyone deals with that. Um, everything else is is okay. Like I, that's fine. But I think that moment is is pretty cool because I think that just shows like such a divide, right? And yeah. like, I'm sure that there were a lot of Jedi being like, I don't know, should we really just trust this random clone army that came up? <laughs> then you've got other people being like, yes, we're supposed to be, you know, we're knights, and it's like, ah, you, you. but but they even um, go like in yes. Bad Batch, they go like beyond, um, like all the clone stuff. Uh, what are the what are the aliens who made the clones? Kaminans. Caminoans, uh, yeah. Caminoans, whatever. Like, they develop that relationship with how they're conflicted between the Sith and their own interests and, like, stuff. And they're really making that stuff really cool. And I feel like this is, like, the, the, the part of Star Wars where filling out the, the gap is not a bad thing because we don't know. We know the very big plot points. Yeah. Anakin is, turns into Darth Vader, all this other stuff that happens. But, like, all these little stories and finding ways to connect all these, like, prequel characters to this middle area I think is so cool. I agree. Justin, before we wrap up, I do. I want to talk just a little bit about Obi-Wan. I liked the first episode a lot, and I did not love the second episode. I'm excited to see where it is going. It's just this. I don't. (laughs) I want to be careful how I talk about this, because I think there's a lot of people who are online just being really shitty. Uh, I just don't love this Princess Leia connection. Um, I think that, like, to me, I always thought that she just knew who Obi-Wan Kenobi was because her parents told her about him, and then, like, I guess it doesn't matter that she would know him, but, like, I don't know. I just, I don't love, I don't love the plot of, of Princess Leia being around, (laughs) like, just, like, this little kid, and I think she has movie kid syndrome, where she's, like... Like, I don't know. I I, I love it. I think yeah. I understand what you mean by movie kid syndrome because she is just basically this like, I'm my parents, you know, like she's like so clearly like that. But yeah. like, I think what it really does is it serves as a good vessel for Obi-Wan and his character development in a way that I don't know how else he would do this. I mean, nothing would get Obi-Wan to like go back to the force, right? Like nothing could. Nothing would. Right. What would? And the, the the whole first episode was basically him being like, no, I can't. I mean, literally a Jedi comes to him and says, can you please help me? Uh, and that was great. Like, that was great. Who are you? And literally yeah, like, he care. was going to let um, the uh, Inquisitor, or not Inquisitor, the uh, third sister kill Uncle Owen right there. He wasn't going to step in. Yeah. Like, and that's even like more messed up when you think about it because his job is to protect and uh uh luke luke but he was just gonna like yeah whatever like owen like i'm gonna leave owen out he'll probably have done something that like save uh luke but like he he just like literally was not gonna do anything about that and maybe some people would argue he would but like all this stuff and even when it came to like his friend coming in and being like you gotta do this stop being an idiot you gotta you gotta save the daughter and even though he does it 
he does it more because he's like, my life is sad rather than like. Because he's like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Like, you, like what am I doing? Right. And like, he has that, a lot of that moment. But then like, even when he meets uh, Leia, it's kind of like he's back doing some of his cool like stealth stuff, which took me like back to some of the better Clone Wars stories. Um, and then he still was not using the force when he needed to. Yeah. And Maybe the he's shooting only people reason with the guns he did instead it. of using the lightsabers, yeah. And the only reason he used the Force was to save Leia, save which is yeah. like beautiful poetry, like to me. Like I think that's such a, it's like made that such a good moment, and like I don't think that moment could happen without it being Princess Leia. Like what would have been the, right. what would have been the thing that made him use the Force again to save You're his right. own life? No, no, because he, he's in, he's to care. save someone else's life. No, but to save his friend's daughter. Yeah. Like that's like that's cool. That that's really cool. Yeah. Now, how big of a part is she going to be in the rest of it? Uh, well, that that <laughs> remains that to be seen. is going to decide be a big decider for me if I like this show. I mean, it, like I don't mind her character necessarily. I just it, like or, or, I don't know. It's just like I said, movie kid syndrome yeah. of just like oh gosh no. <laughs> but like, there's even so much like in that second episode, like it could have been just a lame chase scene through the city, like when she's running away yeah. from uh, Obi Wan. But I felt such tension in that scene as you have all these characters coming in and like, like oh my god, every bounty hunter in here is going to try to kill them, and then you think Kamal Nanjani's character is going to like kill them, and it turns yeah. out like when he realized that Obi Wan was a real Jedi, it was like he, he's like, oh, you're actually like doing something like it was like this moment like you just saw yeah. like the inspiration that these jedi can like have on people and i think that meant a lot coming from kamel najani's character because he was someone who was like playing off of like the jedi like lore and everything but then when he saw that he's like oh my god like there's something bigger than me out here like he was basically gonna sacrifice his life to like help them like yeah that's huge <laughs> yeah no totally totally uh, I do. I am liking it. Um, I liked it made me sa- not sad or whatever. Like he digs up the, the lightsabers and in the box, he's got Anakin's. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Because yeah. he took it. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's yeah, so good. And then the moment when he finds out that uh, Anakin is still alive. Oh, that's great. And like, oh, that's great. I say a moment that was like five minutes of like even like once he like hears that he's like messed up and then he gets yeah. back in the in the ship and he's and not like, listening to a single thing. It. It's like, and oh, it's just gosh. like, like, oh, it's so cool. It's so good. Yeah, I agree. And even uh, like him, like looking at the character. lightsaber, being like, I got to take on the third sister. And he looks at the lightsaber and he's like, I, 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 I'm going to have to do this. And he's like having that whole like internal struggle. And then they bring up the Anakin stuff is just ooh, so good. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I do. I am excited to see where it goes. Um, I was very surprised to see not I, I I found out he was uh, he does more acting than I thought. Um, <laughs> Flea, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper oh. bassist Flea, uh, shows up. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> how's it going?" Um, and his role, of course, was to get super high on the floor, uh, hey, which I mean, is something wrong Flea's with that. good at. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, "Oh, hey man, last I saw you, you were hanging out in Baby Driver for like a whole five <laughs> minutes." Um, <laughs> yeah i'm i'm excited to watch it uh ewan mcgregor i mean he's great he's just great but um it just shows you how much better the prequels could have been if handled properly oh yeah, my god like, and with given the competent the time writing to like, and like yes. stuff like you had those actors in it like uh, 
don't really know where to what we're gonna get from Hayden Christensen here, but like you know, I mean, you have like Ewan McGregor and you have a, Natalie Portman. I'll say this about uh, Hayden Christensen: Is Natalie Portman in this? No, but like in the prequels. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, her corpse um, is, and it'll be reanimated from like, a different uh, multiverse, <laughs> and like she'll like get all the demons on her, like huge but, wings, yeah. and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say this about Hayden Christensen, man. I think he was just given a bad hand. I don't think he like. I don't think he did a bad job with the material. It's just the material was bad. And like, if he just plays the Anakin, and like, like the direction the clone, was bad in the Clone you know? Wars series. Like, they took Hayden Christensen and they made the role for him that he can do. He can do Annie from the the Clone Wars series. He wasn't in that. No, I know, but like, he can act like that. Oh, gotcha. I see. I like, see. Yes. Like yes. they made a character that you can just emulate and do that. And like they made a character that is like still kind of like still did emotionally. Like they made him a cool character. Yeah. I completely agree. And if you agree or disagree, we want to hear about it. On Twitter at HitboxPod, you can send us an email. Uh sorry, you can tweet at us or send us a DM, or you can send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I think Google Podcasts, whatever your platform of choice is. Give us a subscription. Give us a rating. Five stars or whatever the verbiage used on your platform is. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated by us if you left a review or something like that. Um, am I missing anything? I feel like I got through that a lot quicker than I normally do. No, you did fantastic. Thanks, man. All right, then. We will catch you. I mean... <laughs> What's done is done. What's said is said. Uh, We will catch you next week for episode 95. Until then, my name's Peter. Always remember, old games are old. See you later. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> 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 <laughs>